If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I am so excited to dig into this episode today with you. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level, if this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a phone call with us to see if we're a great fit for each other. Okay, let's do this. You know, last week I talked about the best customer you'd ever have versus the worst customer you'd ever have. And it put me on a nostalgic journey. Uh, you know, I brought up the gentleman, Dennis, who I, I learned a lot from. And while I was deciding what it was we were going to talk about today, I started remembering my journey into sales, my journey into learning how to truly make money. I also started remembering a lot of questions that people have been asking me over the years. And I learned a long time ago, always answer a question that's asked. Because that's how my company, Pivot Point Advantage, was incepted. People kept asking me, how do I can keep continuing to create success? And when I really sat down and answered that question, that's how my company evolved. So I want to share with you some questions that I've been asked over the years, which has also added to this nostalgic journey. So... I've been asked, has, has sales always been easy for me? Has making money always been easy for me? Has excelling in success always been easy for me? And my blanket answer is yes and no. So let me explain. I wasn't always a salesperson. I didn't start my career in sales. I actually started my career in, well, if we go all the way back to my very first job, fast food, like the majority of the teenagers, you know, I learned customer service. I learned to handle money. I learned to be of service to people's needs. And 
for me, fast food was just a job and it wasn't. It was, for me, it was a representation of who I was and how I was. And even at 16 years old, I excelled pretty quickly. I got promoted pretty quickly. And, and you know, I got raises pretty quickly. And it was because how I showed up mattered. How I represented myself mattered. And it mattered to me. You can call it discipline. You can call it integrity. You can label it any way you want to label it. Self-respect, self-worth, self-esteem. You know, in my younger days, like most teenagers, I, I walked a fine line between confidence and arrogance. And sometimes that that line was appealing, and sometimes it was very unappealing, unfortunately, because arrogance can come across as ego. And as I got older, as I matured, I, I learned the harmony in really embracing confidence and self-respect and self-worth. And so anyway, after fast food, you may have, in my early days in podcasting, uh, heard me reference that I was in the military, I was in the army. And the army really helped up-level for me how I showed up. The military really taught me what giving 100% of myself 100% of the time looked like, felt like, sounded like. It really made me understand giving it all, leaving it all on the field. And then when I got out of the military, transitioning back into civilian life was difficult for me because I had two forms of PTSD and trusting people and connecting people and being relational and feeling safe really wasn't a norm for me. It, it, I really walked around with a chip on my shoulder. And through that, that's how I discovered personal and professional development, because that put me on a journey of really learning about myself, really allowing myself to heal and go through the journey of self-discovery and becoming an even better version of myself. So through this journey of personal and professional development, I started navigating my blind spots. I started exposing my blind spots so that I could navigate them. I started learning more about myself and more about behavior, which then allowed me to show up the best version of myself. And I coincidentally also got to learn others' behaviors so that I could help navigate them and show up on a solid foundation so that I could show up in that servant leadership heart as a problem solver and a solution provider. However, my first professional career outside of the military wasn't sales. 
I actually started out in a warehouse driving a forklift and and going to school. And then through that, I got promoted to junior buyer. And then that's where my journey really started. Uh, I went from warehouse clerk to junior buyer to buyer to senior buyer to purchasing manager to director of materials and production control supervisor. And all of that happened in a very quick period, probably like less than two years. I almost want to say it was a year and a half. I, I, I really don't remember it. The, the director that had originally promoted me ended up having to move out of area and had targeted me to develop me so that I could get promoted to fill that position. And I was very humbled and honored and took that responsibility very seriously and was like a sponge and absorbed everything. And at a very young age, my career had started. Now, being in the position I was, purchasing manager, materials manager, and production control supervisor, I started meeting a lot of salespeople. You know, they would wine me and dine me and schmooze me because they wanted my business. Because at any given month, I would spend tens of millions of dollars on products. And getting to know salespeople, I learned behaviors that served me from them and I learned behaviors that avoided serving me and when I meet when I say that what I mean is if they would tell me what I wanted to hear and not what reality was or what I needed to hear they would cost my company hundreds of millions of dollars because when a line went down in production it became very painful now I know this is a long-winded story and please bear with me because I promise it doesn't matter what size your business is, there's relevancy here for you. So I started learning the attributes and the qualities that served needs, wants, and desires, and those that avoided serving them. And I also noticed all the money was on the sales side of the equation. All these salespeople mostly men, who were calling on me, were driving luxury cars, BMWs, Mercedes, Range Rovers. And all of my procurement department was were driving Hondas and Nissans and Toyotas. And, you know, I started wondering, was this a representation of success or the affordability index of their career? So I got curious, and being young enough, I, was, I had the opportunity to change careers. And please understand that I believe you can change careers at any time in your life or age. I mean, as you have, if, you've, if you're a listener of this show, you know that Les Brown's a personal friend of mine. He's been on my show a couple times, and he changed his career late on 
in his late 50s, early 60s, and never stopped him and look at him. I mean, we can talk about all of the stories, Colonel Sanders, I can go on and on, and it doesn't matter how old you are. Every day is a brand new day to start over. So I hopped the fence and I became a salesperson. And this is how I met Dennis. I was putting inside sales. I, uh, my, my account base, and I say that in air quotes, was uh, pretty much the phone book for the industry. In other words, I didn't have an account base. I had to make my own account base. And they sent me next to Dennis because Dennis had 30 years experience. You know, and I shared the article, the metaphor, the poem that Dennis shared with me. However, he was such, so much more of a plethora of information for me. I remember vividly his ability to connect with customers. Because he was a senior salesperson, he didn't get all of the cold incoming inbound calls. So I really got to listen to him nurture and foster relationships. And Dennis was really hard of hearing. So he had a hearing apparatus on his phone. So pretty much whenever he got a call, everyone heard his phone ring. And everyone heard the other person's conversation because of how loud it was. And I remember clearly Dennis having a conversation with a buyer who was calling for a hundred thousand pieces of a part. And he typed it up into the computer and then quoted her a nickel. It was a nickel each, so five cents each. And he just said a nickel. And I heard her hemming and hawing and talking with him. And then she goes, well, can you go lower? And see, Dennis, Dennis, because he was hard of hearing, he already had like a really high-pitched voice, an amazing personality. And I watched him squirm in his chair. I watched him clear his throat. I watched him, you know, type on his calculator. And then he went, <clears throat> a nickel. And she, on the other line, just started cracking up laughing. She gave him a PO number. They both chuckled. And... um there he had his order. And I remember a $5,000 order with a 90-second phone call, 10 seconds of humor, and it enamored me. So next time he took break, I walked out with him. And I asked him, how do you do this? And I was very blessed that Dennis liked me. He liked, he liked that he could show up as a mentor and take me under his wings. And he said, if there's any advice I can ever give you, always remember you're talking with a human on the other side. Always remember they have a need, want, and desire, and you have a product, service, and solution. It never has to be about getting rich quick. It's always about being of service treating them like a human and not like a client. And he goes, let me tell you a story. And I have to tell you, I have embraced this 
story that he has shared with me my entire life. He said when he was first starting out in sales, he got an inbound cold call. And the guy on the other line said, I need five pieces of this part. I don't have the money for it. Will you sample it to me? And I promise you, when my company makes it, I'll take care of you. Well, Dennis pulled up the part number. He did have inventory. However, it was $900 a piece. And, you know, he explained to the guy, I've got a sample maximum of $25. I can't sample even one of these. And the guy said, please, you don't understand. I, I'm taking this to a show I, I know what I'm working on is going to be big. I promise you I'll take care of you. And Dennis kind of shrugged his shoulders and said, okay, I'll do it. So he created the sample order, created the guy's account, shipped it out to him. And the very next day, Dennis got written up. He got written up for exceeding the sample limit. He got written up for giving $4,500 worth of product away. Uh, he got reprimanded. He got put on probation. I can go on and on. And then he said, you know, I never heard from the guy. And he said, that's fine. You know, we all start somewhere. We all have our journey. And he said a few months later, he got a call. And it was the guy again. And he said, the guy asked him if he could sample him 10 pieces now. And Dennis was explaining to the guy that he got written up, he got put on probation, he got in a lot of trouble, and the guy was begging him and begging him, and he's like, look, I'm in my garage, I'm starting my company out, I don't have this kind of money yet, I promise you, when my company makes it, doesn't matter how big I get, you'll get 100% of all my business that you can handle for the first three years, and then when I have to go factory direct, you'll get all my shortages. I promise you I'll take care of you. So Dennis leaned back and he said, I said to myself that they've got to write me up three times before they can fire me. So he did it again. This time he sampled out $9,000 worth of product. Very next day, he got in trouble. He got reprimanded. Part of the recourse was he wasn't allowed to get any inbound calls for 90 days other than people who specifically asked for him. So he wasn't getting any more cold inbound calls, which would impact his ability to sell, which started opening up the door for them to exit him out of the business because we were always on sales quotas. So fast forward a few months later, he gets a fax along with a phone call. The fax was, were all the part numbers that the guy knew Dennis represented and Dennis could take orders on. The guy called to go over the fax to place the order. The guy's company name was Atari. See, what Dennis told me was, you never know who's 
in front of you. You never know who's on the phone. All you know is they have a need, want, and desire, and do you have the product, service, or solution? Can you help them? See, Dennis said this was a pivotal moment in his career because that guy honored his word. The founder of Atari gave Dennis 100% of the business that Dennis represented for the first three years. And when Nintendo and Intellico and all of them started coming after Atari and really competing with them, the founder had to take his business direct to manufacturers and still gave Dennis shortage POs that were larger than most people would sell in an entire year. See, Dennis's very first order was a multi-million dollar purchase order. Dennis said he got in a lot of trouble those two times. And he learned to trust himself. He learned to help somebody and be relational. See, my journey from purchasing to sales, I learned how to model the qualities and attributes that served me from salespeople when I was a buyer. And I learned how to disregard the behaviors, the attributes, and the qualities that always got me in trouble. Then through learning from Dennis and listening to Dennis and immersing myself into continual training environments, both for skill set and mindset, I learned I could become a better version of myself, which would ultimately help people and then ultimately help me. So was my journey easy? Yes and no. I invested in myself. I dug in. I did the work. I did the inner work so the outer would work. I learned how to improve my skill sets to be better at the outer work. What are you doing to move your needle? Was I ever an overnight success? I can tell you that for me, success was a journey. And every day, I got even better. And every day, success got even simpler. I can also tell you that one of my biggest struggles was trying to figure out what I was going to be when I grew up. Maybe we'll talk about that on another episode. Your success is important to me, and it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you and for you. I would love for you to do three things right now. First, I'd love for you to head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. Second, I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Let's hop over to Instagram, follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. And second, I'd love to chat with you and get feedback on the episodes and find out any topics that you're interested in to help make these episodes more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success that you've always dreamed of, desired, and know you deserve. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy.
That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15 minute call on the schedule. Always remember this. Choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.